When I was a busboy at Cheesecake Factory, we used to have these football contests to see who could get the pools right of who won the game. And I'd call four guys that were so much better. They watched every single game. They didn't miss a game. They were really good. And I'd ask all four of them, and usually three of them would say one, one would say another. So I always took what the majority of them would say, and I'd win almost every week. Guys were like, you don't even watch football. How are you winning this every time? But Because I've always had trusted advisors around me that were better than me, specialists that are amazing and intelligent, and put them get, get to be around them all the time. It's just, it's a game changer. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your hosts, Nate and Brian, are hanging out with you again. And we are looking forward to bringing Tommy Mello back for part two of this fantastic episode, Return of the Mello. Return of the Mello. Yeah, I was, I can almost hear it in my head. You lied to me. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. You're missing the harmony. Everything else was great in there, but you were missing the harmony. Look, I wanted to play the song to roll the episode in, and you started talking about fair use and copyright infringement. The show doesn't even have money coming in. We don't even advertise. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to take our mic stands, buddy. The good news is, though, we brought your vocal talents in, and that's pretty much just as good as the actual song. Yeah, what was that guy's name? I always want to say Montel Jordan, but that was... Well, the, in the song, his name is Mac. On our guest that today, his name is Mello. No, the singer. of The, the singer. Lil Chirp. It was not Lil Chirp, but nice callback from last week, my man. I did not think you'd remember that kind of thing after yeah, seven well, days passes. I mean, when you live that life, bro, you're all about it. And anyone knows Nate Minnick from Lidditz, Pennsylvania, knows Nate Minnick lives that Lil Chirp life thugged out. That's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, Mark Morrison. There it is. Return of the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. Return of the Mellow. Return of the Mellow. That's who we got on. I'm going to do that all the way through part two. I can't wait. Every time Tommy Tommy makes a good point, I'm going to throw that in there. It's going to be great because you'll be saying that a lot. (laughs) But you'll never hear me because Tommy is a talker. (laughs) We love you, Tommy. (laughs) Oh, for sure. There's a reason we won't be talking. Tommy's just better at it. Yeah, so in part one, if you missed that, make sure you go back and listen to it because Tommy had such good advice for making sure that you are concentrating your efforts on being good to your people, investing in them. He calls the people that works for him his coworkers, and I just love that attitude that he brings about that uh, specific piece as well as so many more inspiring things. He's actually got a new book, and I think we're going to touch on that uh, hopefully in this podcast. So We'll be talking about the new book he's got coming out soon. Uh, as well as he has a vertical tract event coming up in October. That's October 12, 13, and 14. And if you use promo code VT, as in vertical tract, VT Waste No Day, you can save $250 off a ticket to his event, which is actually coming up here real soon. So make sure that you, if you're interested in that, get your tickets right away and book those flights. It's going to be great. Well, I got so distracted here by uh, Brian's amazing singing that we did forget to bring in our quote on the introduction here. So let's hear from Brian now. Successful people 
don't earn more and then invest. They invest more so they can earn more. Yeah, that's the kind of a bass-ackwards way that people see things. If I had more money, I'd start investing. If I had more time, I would start investing some of it. But that's not how it works. You know what it is? You know what it's like? I, you know, I don't like to talk about the gym, bro. You know that. Yep. Definitely not on the intro to every podcast we've ever done. I'm, I'm not sick of it. Good. I'm glad. Because I know you, you do a lot of weightlifting, so you're with me on that. My physique shouts that from the hills. You need a spotter for that Gatorade bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's going in the waste no day group. <laughs> um. I get a lot of people who I ask to go hit the gym with me in the morning because they are uh, just kind of tired, sluggish all the time. I'm like, why don't you hit the gym with me in the morning? Oh, I don't have the energy for that. I can barely stay awake through the day. And much like investing, it's one of those, you do invest energy to have more later. And it's exactly how it works. Days that I skip the gym, I'm less physically ready to go than days that I expend so much energy in the beginning of the day. Money investing is the same way. Time investment is the same way. So successful people don't earn more and then start investing. They start investing and then earn more. And this, the exact same goes for our mindset, I guess you'd say. Like doing something like vertical track. You know, the, main, the main reason I wanted to have, and I invited Tommy on to talk about it, and the main reason was is like I want – I want to promote the, you know, conventions like techs, managers, owners, primarily technicians for me, but everyone can benefit from all these things. I believe most managers and owners understand how much they can get from some, from some of these events, you know, like Victor Ranker has one coming up to service rocket. Um, Tommy's is coming up. Uh, Rhino. Rhino X, Cristiano has one coming up in what, like February, I think. He always yeah. has some cool uh, celebrity guests on there. A man had Mike Tyson last year. I can't believe we missed it. Or sorry, this year. Can't believe we missed that. That would have been fun. Um, yeah, like CEO Warrior just had one. Now I wish I could name them all, but oh, you know, Authority Brands has one coming up. If you happen to be in the uh, one-hour Ben Franklin, Mr. Sparky, or what, 11 other authority brands companies, you're uh, invited to their show where, he, where they have Walter Bond coming to speak. He's a keynote speaker who's a former NBA, NBA starter. Great, great um, speaker. He's the, he's the sucker fish guy. And if you don't know what that is, just YouTube that video. But Walter Bond has some really cool motivational videos. Um, and who was that other guy that they have speaking? Who was that other keynote? Was it Brian Burton? No, no, it's not me. I'll be an active listener in, in this one. Uh, was it Thomas? Return of the Mellow. That's oh, right. Tommy, Tommy Mellow. Yeah, that's, we got that's Tommy what, on stage. Yeah, Tommy's coming. Yeah, so all, all of these seminars. So my first one, we'll, we'll probably talk about this with Tommy, but my first one was... Um, this kind of conference was actually Clockworks when I, I didn't I didn't work for the Clockworks brands, but Jim Abrams threw one in Vegas at the Rio, and Ken Goodrich took some of us to it. 
and it was like I'd never seen anything like it. I'd never been to anything like that before. Just it just blew my mind. Jim Abrams, Terry Nicholson, they had Lou Holtz there, as I recall. I want to say like Colin Powell or somebody. Um, it was just awesome. Like all these dudes, I'm just looking up at the stage and I'm like, this, there weren't a lot of these in Detroit when I was growing up. Not that there were none, but there weren't a ton. And uh, I certainly never attended one. And then know, slightly before or after that, I started going to Tom Hopkins sales boot camp, three-day seminars in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, and these kind of things just blew me away. There's so much more you're going to get out of, of something like this when you're away, you're out of the business for a couple of days, you're rubbing shoulders with people, you know, just many, many, many times your size who were your size at one point and people who know how to grow a business. You're making contacts of people like now with like texting and social media. It's just so easy to get a hold of people and just ask questions, like shoot the breeze and, and get advice on things. And most of the people that come to these things, whether they're, you know, ultra successful, some people who are just retired and sold their business, but like being around, um, being around this type of crowd and helping business owners and managers out. And I mean, they're just there. They, they come to these things just to do that, just to see the new up and comers. And it's a, it's a great resource. I mean, you can't beat it for a resource. Everybody is just always super hungry to help the next person out. So I, I highly recommend if you can spare the time, then you have to spare the money and go to these kind of things. And I'm not saying just vertical track, although I do believe it's a, it's a big one. Um, but all the ones we just mentioned, get, get yourself there, get yourself to one of these things and then start becoming a regular and any kind of, you know, offsite, um, offsite event like this is just huge. Ken Goodrich is going to be speaking. He's got just a laundry list of people who will benefit a business. Uh, can't recommend it enough. Yes, and like I said, uh, VT Waste No Day will save you $250 on your ticket if you're interested in going. Uh, but for now, we are going to reinvite Tommy back into your passenger seat for part two. Our guest is returning today, Mr. Tommy Mello. He is the owner and founder of A1 Garage Door Service. He started that in 2007 in Phoenix, Arizona, and now employs more than 350 team members in more than 30 markets across the country. It is a family-owned business, and technicians and installers live in the communities where they serve. They offer the highest quality parts, best warranties to ensure that your garage door will continue working efficiently and effectively. Tommy is the lead man of this business and brings so much more than just business acumen to the table. He's an inspiring speaker, a sought-after podcast host, and our friend of the show. Welcome back, Tommy. Hey, appreciate being here. <laughs> Absolutely. It is so good to have you back. Last time, if our listeners uh, missed last week, make sure you go back and listen to it. But on a, we left off right in the middle of a conversation where you were discussing kind of the emphasis of why you do what you do and why you are trying to get out there and help so many people. Unfortunately, there's so many stories in the world today of people who are all about themselves and you are just raging against that entire concept and are pushing into helping other people become millionaires. In fact, it, I, I don't remember if it is actually a goal of yours or one that I imagine it to be, but to make you know as many millionaires as you can, that is like your goal. And I find that so inspirational and so uplifting. Well, you know, millionaire is a great word, I guess, but Ultimately, I want people to do what they want when they want with who they want. 
I want them to enjoy Mondays again. And I think that's something that I've been able to do. And I think everybody should have the opportunity to get there. But I take lemons and turn them into lemonade. You know, there's a lot of bad news all the time. There's a lot of news on the, on the broadcast TV that, that I don't, I, it's so hard to think negatively all the time. So you find what's good in life. You know, the fact that I'm healthy, I'm walking around right now. Um, I've got my health. I've got a big smile. I've got great relationships. You can't make this stuff up. I'm not one of those guys that Tony Robbins, just Bob Ross, is Kumba. I'm literally living the life that I've always wanted. And I got to tell you, I'm not very flashy. I don't have a Ferrari. I don't have a private plane. But I love every minute. I love waking up. And I love spending time with the people that matter. And tonight I'm going to Luke Holmes. Uh, I'm in California. I just, I'm living, I'm living the dream, man. And uh, I think everybody should get the opportunity to have the same thing. You see, one quick thing. I don't lose if you live a great life. It doesn't make my life worse or better. I'll tell you what, though. These relationships I have, when when people get to live their best life ever, it's so much fun. It's so much fun spending time with people that have complete freedom. And millionaire, you know, money is important when you don't have it. But then there's greater things that come. And I, I hear a lot of people talk about giving and, and volunteering and everything they do. I just, I'll tell you what, the reason I'm teaching a little bit and I've always wanted to teach, I, I went and I got a master's program from University of Arizona. And every single instructor there that didn't make it in the real world, I hated that they had tenure. The guys that came back to teach that were, were financially set and they had something to give, those, those are what it was all about. That was fun for me. And that meant a lot to me. And it changed a lot of ways I look at things. When I got to see somebody who's well off doing whatever they want, and they came back to feed into others. And that's, that's important. That is important. And I, I, I really admire that concept that you are uh, living out on a daily basis. One of the things that you're teaching is, of course, at your event, Vertical Track, coming up in October. Uh, you're giving of yourself and bringing many other voices to the same conference to discuss how we can all get better. Are there other ways that Tommy Mello teaches? Do you have any other like personal classes or hosting events that you do? Yeah, I'm coming out with a course here. Um, that, that's why I was actually in San Francisco shooting. Um, simple things like ride along forms and what to look for and personality traits and profiling and understanding how to have more powerful meetings, things like that. Um, but ultimately, I think the podcast is probably the best work I do because I'm going through things every day. I'm still in the fight. I enjoy my company and I get to ask the best, the best. If I want to learn more about tax planning, like the Augusta tax law or accelerated depreciation or cost segregation studies, I get the best, the best on the podcast. And that's where I get to share with people and they get to listen to that podcast and say, Tommy just had, it's going to save me. $200,000 because he had a pro on here. Or if I want to get mindset, I have somebody with a mindset like Keith Mercurio who's going to be speaking at the event. And just, I, I literally was crying on my podcast with Keith Mercurio that's coming out. I didn't mean to cry, uh, you know. Uh, you know, and I, I started telling people I love them because I don't get to do that very often. And I thought it wasn't a manly thing to do, but now I do it. And that's, that's probably my best work is the podcast because I'm just a curious guy on the podcast listening and asking questions yeah it would be hard to deny the the impact that podcast is having and i, I recent, recently was talking to a couple of people who were asking me online 
what I listen to for inspiration for this podcast. And I said, you know, that's one of the shows that I listen to every week is your podcast. And um, they asked if that was an inspiration for creating Waste No Day. And I said, if I had heard the whole, um, Tommy Mello's podcast before we started Waste No Day, we probably would not have done it. <laughs> True story. <laughs> we said, no, we're not going to get there. So let's just shut her down before we get started. You guys are killing it, man. The, your podcast is reaching a lot of people. It's gaining momentum. And the fact that you're down near 10,000 a month, I, I see this thing just, it, it, it's going to go straight up. It, it's, it's gaining a lot of momentum. And I definitely think it's uh, amazing that you guys do this to give back to the trades. We appreciate that, buddy. And, and that is that is the plan, the the vision for us and, and myself in particular. I My heart and where where I'm aiming to make the biggest impact and where I'd like to look back and, you know, we're massive fans of the seven habits here. We actually do a seven week training series that Matt Buckwalter hosts every year uh, for all the employees where we go through that book one habit at a time. Um, And the impact that I want to look back on and have left is, you know, I, I grew up not too far from you, but I grew up in Detroit in the city and, you know, went went through gangs and then went through drugs and rehab and I literally feel like the trades saved my life they pull, pulled me you know gave me something to turn to after all that and actually become you know from what I came from wildly successful like just unfathomable what I've been able to do and um what I want to do is like I want to give that back to future generations but in in, in a better way. I mean, I, I went through, it seemed like hell to, to become a, a plumber, you know, just years of, of grueling work in, in um, new construction and a little bit of commercial and just, just stuff that wasn't, didn't fit my personality at all. And then one day I got out to Las Vegas and worked for Ken Goodrich and he showed me this, you know, selling tech model where I get to work on my communication and deal more with people than mechanical things, which is where I'm at. I'm like you, Nate's an Al Levy and I'm a Tommy, like I'm a, I'm a, you know, visionary and a people person. And I, I don't love details and systems and uh, standard operate operating procedures, but I, I got to do what I loved, but still be in the trades and then figure out how to make just, you know, so much more money than taking that traditional route. And, you know, we have a need certainly for new construction and commercial workers, but I just wasn't that person. So the goal of this podcast and, you know, where I want to see my impact is passing that kind of thing down to future generations earlier, not spending five years to get there, you know, just like starting out there, out of trade school, out of high school and what have you. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's so crazy to think of what I did in the truck. And I used to be great at sales even when I was early in my career. But I didn't know what I didn't know. And now it's it's so interesting because I got a company we just closed on a few weeks ago, Don's in Denver, Don's Garage Doors. And these guys are really apprehensive. They, they didn't love the change and they thought they were going to have to sell and all this stuff. And I interviewed their top guy 17 years at that company. And he goes, dude. He goes, I'm a hundred percent drinking the Kool-Aid. He goes, I've never thought this was possible. You give us the tools, you give us a new truck. He, he, he couldn't stop talking about new trucks because they broke down a lot and they were out for a week. 
And these little things, paying weekly instead of biweekly, you know, these things matter. You would be surprised what technicians say, the fact that we, we feed them all the time and, and that the, 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 they, 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 they understand the payroll system and they don't, they know we're not jipping them and the benefits. And they said, he said, I didn't think this was possible. He goes, I don't, I didn't know this existed. And that's, what's so important about podcasting. And that's what's so important about getting out the message. I interviewed all the wives and it's very interesting because the wife, uh, I had five of them and I paid them to do it for their time. And I didn't ask them to say anything in particular. They just, they, they, they sat there and they said, you know, these guys, th- their husbands love their job. They felt self-worth again. They know they're important. They're not just a number. And that's important. And I just love it because these guys have such a strong bond. They hang out, they go fishing outside of work. They're friends. And that's so important. They don't hate Mondays anymore. And that's what I love the most is, is that their attitudes are just, they, they, they bring me up. And it's very rare that I have a bad day. But if, I, if I'm ever walking around the office and I don't have a smile on, someone's like, are you okay? You don't seem yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm fine. I just, I may be hung over or something. <laughs> <laughs> I can usually hear that smile through the phone. And recently you and I had talked about, um, how, how your technicians, certain technicians work with your dispatchers. And, you know, as our, as our show is primarily technician focused, it, that really stuck with me. And I, and I was, you know, I haven't really had time to break that down yet, but I, but I definitely want to. And I was wondering if you would want to go into that, um, how to really care for your dispatcher. And I mean, from, from the manager owner perspective, as well as the technician perspective, of how important that coach is and how you take care of them. Well, I'll tell you, it's a funny story because I lived at the apartments where all the techs stayed because we've got uh, 19 units and I fly the guys in the train for a month. And one of the guys needed a spot for about a year. So we were having a beer one night in my apartment and I'm not there anymore, but I still love that place. Um, and he said, man, I just, the dispatchers just, I don't think they like me. And I said, Hey dude, don't ever tell, anybody I did this. Here's two gift cards. There are two $50 gift cards. I said, I want you to walk in. I want you to tell them how important they are and how much you appreciate them. And you know, their life, their job is not easy. And then they got their home life on top of it. And I want you to smile when you give them to them. The next day he brought them coffee. The next day he brought them donuts. He's like, dude, this is working. And I'm like, see, all you got to do is care. They have a life too. They want, they want to be recognized just as much. And so now these guys are, I mean, they love their dispatchers. They have relationships with them. So if you need to get off early, maybe you pick up an extra job the next day. They do each other favors all the time, and they actually love working with each other. My cousin's company I'm purchasing in Colorado Springs, he locks his doors every morning. They're not allowed to talk to them. It's, it's, it's love and hate. And I'm like, man, I remember those days. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it, it's, 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 it's interesting because they have lives too. Their lives matter. They're important. Their families are important. And when you start to realize that as a technician and you start to smile and take care of them and ask them how their day's going and ask them what they could, what I can do to help you today. It's amazing what the outcome comes of that. I hope so. I hope a technician's listening. Somebody's riding in their truck right now going, man, I'm just going to call the dispatcher, figure out their kids' names, their dogs' names, and just ask them how things are going. I say, listen, 
just want you to know, thanks for having my back. I appreciate you very much. I know sometimes I don't come off that way because I'm going through a lot right now with, with my home life and everything, but you're very important to me. And I just hope you're having an amazing day. In fact, I'm going to drop off some. So what, what's your favorite uh, thing from Starbucks? And watch what happens after that. That's such a good point. And it, it does bring up to mind the concept of the team pulling as a whole. And it is, it's so easy to lose sight of the people that are supporting you throughout the day. Have you invested or seen other people invest into other relationships besides, you know, your technician in the field and your dispatchers uh, and, and seen those flourish in ways that were surprising to you? So it's, it's, it, it's, it's because of the triangle of communication. Um, the dispatcher, the technician, and the CSR. And what I had to work really hard at is figuring out ways to pay them that motivated the same behavior that I was going for the outcome. So what's the outcome I wanted? I wanted less windshield time. I wanted priority jobs getting booked. I wanted just, I had to figure out, write down what the outcome was and reverse engineer how to get there and make it what's in it for them. What's in it for them to do this? And now they make more money. They're happier. There's trips. There's all kinds of goals and contests. We gave away all kinds of stuff last month. I think we gave away like 20 prizes. There's a, there's a software I'm trying to implement called Carrot that gives people gift cards all the time. I'm working on a software of my own. It's a rec- uh, recognition tool. Um, and basically, I try to send out 10 videos a week. And you go to a1winner.com and you fill out a survey of who you want to recognize. And I say, hey, Michelle, listen, I just wanted to let you know. John thinks you're the most amazing dispatcher ever. I wanted to let you know that I see all the hard work you're doing. I appreciate you so much. I don't get a chance to say it very often. Obviously, the company's growing. But uh, I love you. Uh, I care about you. I think you're a really, really hard worker. And it's just you're an asset of the team. And I'm just really proud to say that you're on our team. And I just think you need to know that. So I've had people call me crying saying, I didn't even know you knew who I was. It's like your and own version of So Cameo. I think it's important. What's that? I said it's like your own version of Cameo. Tommy, Tommy's Cameo. Oh, yeah. Cameo. Yeah, so I said it through Loom. But I'm creating a software so that way the recognition comes into my cell phone and their cell phones are programming in the back end of the software. So I can just hit a button and I can send out 10 within 10 minutes. And it's amazing, the outcome. I'm just taking... Take a take a take one of those sticky notes and just say, I appreciate you very much. Go put it on five people's desks. Watch what happens. All of a sudden, you start doing it all the time, and you're like, this is fun. I just made their day a little bit better. I let them know how I feel about them. And I got to say, listen, I do several things right, but I, I do a lot of things wrong. And I'm, not, I'm, not, I, I'm always, always, always looking to improve. I'm never going to say I'm there. I've got so much work to do on myself. I, to, to listen to this call and think that I'm anything, I got so much work to do. So I don't want it to come off like, Oh, Tommy, that guy thinks he knows everything. That, that's the opposite of who I am. Well, it's obvious by all the things that you are still learning. And I don't mean that as in like, I mean it more in terms of your willingness to keep learning. And, and that's such a great idea for everybody who's, whether you're in the trades or not, whether you're a manager or whether you're a tech in the field, it doesn't matter. Always learning. What are the, what are some of the other tools that you are learning to use right now, Tommy, whether it's, uh, other podcasts or books that you're reading? What are some ways that you are working on improving Tommy? You know, I, I got a lot of books on audible. I try to listen to them. I'm, I'm reading a book right now about uh, persuasion. Um, 
And that's where I got the quote that I talked about at the last, last podcast about, uh, you know, to accept change. And that's what Darwinism, Charles Darwin said, you know, to accept change, that's what causes the species to flourish. Um, so I, I, I'm a big reader, uh, big podcast guy, and I happen to be speaking at all these events. So I get to basically meet the different speakers and it's, it's freaking phenomenal. I mean, I get to really create bonds with people and I, I've got these trusted advisors. I got about a dozen of them that I call on a regular basis. And I just, I bounce a lot of stuff off of people. And, you know, when I was a busboy at Cheesecake Factory, we used to have these football contests to see who could get the pools right of who won the game. And I'd call four guys that were so much better. They watched every single game. They didn't miss a game. They were really good. They knew the staff. They knew the players. And I'd ask all four of them, and usually three of them would say one, one would say another. So I always took what the majority of them would say, and I'd win almost every week. Guys were like, dude, you don't even watch football. How are you winning this every time? Because I've always had trusted advisors around me that were better than me. And I think that that's to find specialists that are amazing and intelligent and put them, get, get to be around them all the time, optimistic. It's just it's a game changer. Has that always been your practice, Tommy? Have you always looked for people to surround yourself with, or, or was that a decision that you made somewhere along your journey? You know, I didn't realize I was doing it, but I always ask for help. Like one of the things I, I've always been this way that I've always asked for help. I've always, if I'm lost, if I'm going the wrong direction, the first thing I do, I'm not too prideful to say I'm lost and I'm lost all the time. So I'm always asking for help and I'm always finding specialists. You know, one of the secret sauces I've been talking a lot to the, the management team is the ability to recruit a plus players. It, I, I've noticed a lot in the last couple of years of, of guys saying, this is the best I got. And if I, if I lose this person, then I'm, I'm stuck doing the job myself. The ability to build a, an amazing team and always be recruiting and train others and delegate properly and write down your expectations, like that's what greatness comes from, is being able to duplicate yourself without being there and being able to set up the expectations. And that's, that's something that very few people have harnessed that, that ability to find the best of the best and figure out what's in it for them to want to do this. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's, that's something that uh, is, is such a great concept for everybody to embody, whether, whether you're in the truck, whether you're in a, behind a desk, whether you're in the industry at all, uh, is keeping that in mind and surrounding yourself with people who are going to make you better, who are going to pull you up. That's one reason we do this podcast is to serve as uh, you know, another coach, so to speak, for people who are listening to this, that you can do better. Like there is a better version of yourself. You got to keep pushing yourself. And you do, you accept visitors at, at the shop. Um, I hear you talk about it on your show a lot, but you also, you're like never home, right? I mean, it seems like every time I talk to you or, or hear about you, you're in another state visiting another shop. Yeah, I'm on the road a lot. You know, that's, that's something that uh, I've dedicated a lot of time for, for growth. And, and, you know, I'm trying to figure out what next year looks like. I, I definitely, here's the biggest issue is I got a great dog. I, I'm not married yet. I don't have kids. Never been married. Um, but my dog is my family and obviously Bree and I are going on four years. So, um, I don't think it's fair to him. He's at my mom's now. I know he wants his dad home, but, uh, that's something I'd like to be home a little bit more. Um, a lot of people have said they miss me being around. Like I'm, I'm at the shop. If I'm there, I'm there Saturdays and Sundays. Um, and the dog's with me a lot of the time, but 
ultimately, you know, I, I get so much out of visiting shops. I get so much out of speaking. I get so much out of the things I do. It's, it's hard to find balance, but there's a great book by Dan Thurman. It's called Off Balance on Purpose. When you're praying every day and working out three times a day, I doubt you're working uh, 12 hour days and I doubt that you're spiritually where you want to be. And I doubt that you're able to spend the time with family. So there's, there's no such thing as perfect balance. It's being happy in the now. And there's times in your life where you got to work a little bit harder to accomplish your goals, but communicate that. And if you could express that and figure it out and actually reflect a little bit and say, this is why I'm doing this. This is our goals that are written down. This is our, our plan. And if you could work that out, it's amazing. You know, you talked about last time you were on the show, not, not last week, but uh, several months ago, you had talked, started to kind of toward the end of the show, get into what you would do if you were a tech in a truck building your personal brand. And I, I got so much feedback from technicians on how we, we had just started that conversation and, and maybe, I don't know if we wrapped it up too fast or they felt like, you know, it was a tip of the iceberg. Um, but for, for a tech who's looking to, you know, build, build out his or her own brand in the truck or for, you know, we have a lot of, um, listeners that are one man shops, one man bands that are looking to build out their brand, not necessarily looking to, bring on employees yet, but they just want to keep doing what they're doing and build their brand out. Um, I know, you know, marketing is your, your baby. It's, it's, it seems like probably outside of your coworkers, your people, you light up the most when you talk about marketing. Do you have any advice for the technician in the truck looking to build his own client list or the one man, you know, electrician looking to build out his brand? Absolutely. I'm building a program. It's a promoter program for the employees right now. And it has to do with a lot of things, wrapping their significant other's vehicle, teaching them how to promote online and, and um, next door and on social media, being part of groups, uh, always having a business card, always recruiting and work with the owner. If you're not the owner and say, listen, uh, how could I, how could I benefit from this? Um, always have a smile on at the gas station. Be wearing, I, I almost am always wearing an A1 shirt. Uh, meeting people, going to B&I groups, chambers meetings, asking if you could do that kind of stuff. You'd be surprised just smiling. People want to be around you. They want to use your services. They, they, they want you. And, and then there's an education. Did you know the number one entryway of all the bugs and nasty critters is through your, the bottom of your garage because your seal is not working properly? If your door is making noise, we should probably take a look at it. There's I got way too many all these things in my garage. Yeah, well, listen, it's creating demand where it didn't exist before. So that's something that I really try to focus on. But ultimately, it's understanding everybody's possible future client. When I went in the garage, and it's been years, but uh, I used to get a video testimonial. I put a yard sign out front. I'd get them to go on Yelp, Google, and Nextdoor, and Facebook. I'd have them post, I'd have them give me the, the HOA president's name and number, and I'd go do a free tune-up on their door. I mean, I just went the extra mile. And yes, it was my company, but man, I've got, I've got technicians that do this stuff. They don't want to do payroll. They don't want to have to work on the weekends. They say, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to network. I'm going to always be smiling. I'm going to be recruiting for you. 
You take care of the stuff I hate and I can make 250 grand working for you. And you're giving me everything I need. And I get PTO. And I, it's a mandatory PTO. I, I want you to take that time with your family and take that personal space because you come back 10 times better. So I think it's just taking advantage of every opportunity. Instead of asking for one review, ask for four. What's the worst case scenario? They say no. And I always try to give them something. I, I don't give them something to leave me a five-star review. I give them something for their time. If you're willing to take the time to do this, I've got a search protector in the truck. I'll go ahead and I'll get that installed for you because your time is important to me. So those are, those are some easy ways for quick wins. So you would ask, you would ask each client you serve for a review on four different platforms. Yeah. And I get a video testimonial. If, if they didn't mind, I'd say, listen, just, I'm going to ask you a question. Just repeat the question back. And I, we'd have a lot of fun with it and they'd love it. And sometimes I say, do you mind if I put this on the website? They'd love that. And then if I, tag them in it. They share it with their friends. I mean, these things are just simple, simple little tactics that work really, really well. But one of the things I always ask is I want to make sure you're getting five out of five services. If at any time I fall under your expectations, let me know. I want to be your garage door guy for life. I want you to tell your friends, your neighbors, and your family all about me and this company that I'm so proud to work for. And I just hope that you have the best experience. Your door is safe. We're going to come out yearly. I'm going to do 151 point tune up on it. We're going to lubricate it, just tighten everything on the door and make sure, because you're, you're using this like your front door, it seems like. So we're going to make sure it's safe and it's working good, it's quiet, and it's, it's well-maintained. And you just got to tell people. You got to ask. So how do you, se- how do you separate yourself in, a, in you know, the HVAC, the plumbing, the electrical world, especially as a smaller organization? Well, we'll, we'll keep it with the one- or two-man shop where you're looking to make that separation when the market is so flooded with other contractors doing what you do. And then you look at the bigger guys that you're competing against and they're in most cases, they are doing it better. I mean, they have a much bigger budget, probably, you know, nicer trucks and their advertising is everywhere. How do you differentiate, differentiate, sorry, differentiate. You can do it, Brian. I believe in you. I'm going to need, hold on. Give me a minute, guys. How do you differentiate? Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm um, leaving this all in, by the way. How do you set yourself apart? <laughs> How do you set yourself apart in that kind of competitive market when you're really climbing uphill and and you know don't really have any help at you know not having a budget for most things? Well, it's meeting the people. Keep it simple. Um, I used to think used trucks were the way to go, and then I realized I could depreciate it over time a lot better, and I save money. I used to think my old rap was really cool because people would mention it. And then I realized I met Dan Antonelli and I didn't need 20 words on the side of the truck. Just I'm a garage door, a one garage door service. Boom. It's a logo. It's a brand. So if I go back in time, I would have said, make sure your brand is pristine. Make sure your online reviews are pristine. When there's a negative review, you call that customer up and you say, first of all, you let them express their concerns for 15 minutes. You listen to them and you say, Oh my gosh. And I talk to clients all the time and I say, I haven't done this in a while, but I still take the worst ones. And I say, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. I just want you to know, sir, I used to run the jobs, me, my mom, my stepdad. And I I never would let this happen. And this is not okay with me. I'm definitely going to be having some conversations about this. I want to make sure you you understand your time is important and I'm going to make this up to you. And I do. And I care. So caring is a lot. Caring 
with your uniforms that everything's pristine, that you got good shoes on that are tied, that you, you clean your truck. And it's a good brand done by, you know, I love Dan Antonelli, Kick Charge, because that makes a huge difference. And the tools we carry are better. And it's an investment. It's not a cost. And so if you want to be an A-plus player, you got to look like an A-plus player. And you got to be out there networking and smiling and carrying cards with you and getting people's cell phone numbers and saying, just store me as Tommy the Garage Door Guy. Anytime you need anything, I'll take care of you. I'll treat you like family. And then show up and communicate and do that and watch what happens. Now, Tommy, you obviously started off on the ground floor with you, your mom, and your stepdad there. And, I've, you know, it's one thing to be a small entity. And you can, you can go and you can serve the client and you can take all the time in the world because you may not actually have anywhere else to be that day. You know, especially if you're building your business and, and you're going or growing organically. But eventually, you know, through a good business practice and hiring good people, you start growing, you get a good reputation out there, and then you start making the transition from a small business into a mid-sized business. And what can happen there is that we start losing that mom and pop feel and everything becomes very, uh, you know, corporate and everything has a process and, you know, nobody knows anybody's name or anything like that anymore. And it's all just gears in a machine, if you will. How, how have you at A1 pushed back against that to continue the feel that when I'm in front of you, you're the only client in the world to me, so much so that it feels like I'm an owner-operator of my own small business and I'm going to treat you like that as opposed to, oh, I'm an employee in a you know $200 million organization and nobody knows me. Well, the, your truck is your office. This is almost like your own business, although they're all... They're, they're, I don't know if 1099s are all W2 employees, but I always tell the story of when I worked in the garage for seven years that almost every client, and this is not a joke, would ask if I'm the owner. They would ask because of the way I treated them, because of the way I smiled, because of the way I, I spent 20 minutes after I took their money to explain how safety eyes work, run the door for them three times, make sure they were comfortable with everything, make sure they understand. Here's the deal. I've got a plenty of options. I got a 10,000 cycle spring, a 25,000 cycle spring and an 80,000 cycle spring. I'm going to do what's best for you at the time. I'm going to take care of you. And the real deal is I don't want to have to come out here every time you can't get out of your garage. I'm going to fix it right the first time. And I let people know that. And if they're selling the house, I get it fixed. And that's something that I take care of. Is that like a goal? Should, should our technicians in the field, should, should the people listening to this podcast who are driving to their next call right now, should they be trying to get the client to say, are, are you the owner? They should be. They should say, I've never seen somebody so take so much time. The way that we offer Gatorade or coffee or, or Monster on the way and say, listen, I'm stopping off at 7-Eleven. Don't make me guess what kind of Monster you like. I, I like to take care of my clients. It's no, it's no trouble at all. Let me grab you something. And who else does that? And then, when I get to HOA's president, I text messages him and say, I want to be your garage door guy. I'd love to be able to, to, to do a little seminar with your HOA. I'll, I'll keep all the color codes so no one has to worry. All the approved color codes, we'll, we'll know them. We've got you in our database. You guys, we want to take care of you. I want to talk about some safety features that we have. The, the, the ability to open the door from anywhere with Wi-Fi, with the MyQ system from LookMaster. I think it's important we discuss that. Amazon could come leave packages. Um, taking the time to actually do this stuff. The reason it's an owner's mentality when you, you, they call it an entrepreneur. They work within a company, but they're an entrepreneur 
and he just found a job that they love and they don't have to deal with what they don't love to do. And those are the best because they want to win. They want to make a lot of money. They want freedom, but they get to do the things they love each day. And that's important. And the mentality, the problem is most owners don't create a, a path to make a lot of money. And they get, they, they get a little bit greedy and they say, I can't believe this guy made this much money. I don't care. <laughs> I want everybody. I would love it if everybody made $500,000 and I've got a path to get people there. But you know, here's the deal. You got to put the time, the time and energy into it. You got to care. And it's hard to build that. But once you have that and people see other people winning all around them, they're in an atmosphere and an environment for success. And that's what you want as an owner. You want people to win. I mean, look, I, I log into service site all the time to see where we're at. We're setting record days. Uh, and here's the thing. All my, uh, all my energy, like our budget is, we get hit $12 million. We're not pacing at that. So what did I do? I, I literally called the manufacturers. I'm getting doors in faster. Right now, the manufacturers are catching up from COVID. So I literally put out, there's a thing called Garage Road Deplorables. There's a Facebook group with thousands of people. I said, I'm paying a lot of money. I'm having great, and I don't use 1099s a lot, but to catch back up, I will hit my budget. I figure out ways to do it. And that's where my mind goes is because I live, die, and breathe by my budget. And, that you know, we've got good, better, best, and then we've got Tommy goals. Tommy goals are ridiculous. Everybody knows that if I enter into the room, I, I don't go to a lot of meetings because I skew the numbers too much. They're like, dude, there's no way we can hit that. I'm like, but what if we did? What would we have to do to get there? Who would we have to become? What things would we have to do to get there? And it forces you, there's Grant Cardone book called 10X, where he says, if you wanted to do 10 times more than you did this year, what would you have to do? Just reverse engineer it. I'll need more calls. I need a higher conversion rate, better booking rate. I'll, I'll have to become a really good marketer. I'll have to get a second Google My Business location. I'll have to be the best score on local service ads, which is the LSA. And all of a sudden, you figure out a way to get there. But you got to have those goals to start with, and you got to reverse engineer of what needs to take place today. Well, speaking of uh, things that people will try to reverse engineer, pricing is always one of those that comes up in the home. And since this podcast does serve a lot of listening technicians, I wanted to kind of uh, question your mind on that one a little bit. Obviously, you're no stranger in your industry and in garage doors to people buying their own stuff, whether it's at a box store or on Amazon or anything like that. How does A1 and, and how do you train your technicians and how would you, how would Tommy Mello deal with somebody in the home saying, Tommy, I can get this for cheaper? I can do this myself. Well, obviously we have choices. Uh, what you told me, you use this store every day. Um, you go on Amazon, nobody's selling these things that I have. These are trademark parts. Obviously if money's a concern, let's just use our money. Let's make it, let's make it 30 bucks a month and pay it off whenever you'd like. But ultimately I'm going to give you some options that fit your budget. And my main goal here is that you're satisfied and you don't need to see me again because your garage door is not opening. Uh, one of the things Joe taught me is, is Joe Cressara is, is give them options and the best option. Well, let's say there's a, uh, uh, you've got a son sleeping upstairs and his name is Timmy. This is the keep Timmy sleeping when your garage door opens options. This is the silent option. You're not even going to hear the door. You start naming the options, what's important to them and actually listening to what's important to them and getting them what, you see, I find too many salespeople offer their solutions instead of the owner's solutions and the decision maker's solutions. So find out what's best for them and commit to it. And sometimes it's not the most expensive option. And that's, that's what true business owners should want is you don't need to sell it out of the park. You just need to keep a customer for life because when you take care of people, they take care of you back. 
and it's an experience. Nobody's going to remember what they paid. They're going to remember the way you made them feel. And that's what's so important. That's such a, that's such a great sentence there. Nobody's going to remember how much they paid. They're going to remember how you made them feel. And that's something that we tried to drive home into our technicians. And I feel like the home services industry, uh, anybody who's going in and out of somebody's domain, like their private home needs to keep that in mind because it is such a personal experience. I mean, akin to your doctor, akin to going to your doctor and exposing, you know, your most private medical needs and those types of things. You're inviting a stranger into your house, into the private space where your children are, where you sleep, where, you know, you have your, your family meals and all that. And it is a matter of trust that brings the next level experience into the home where I, I trust you because I look across the table into your eyes and I believe that you're going to take care of me and you're going to do it the right way. How have you developed that type of character into the people that you're training? There, there's a few things. Number one, if they find a better tool or a better part that they want to carry, I carry it as long as I could get the supply chain dialed in. So they need to believe in everything they're doing. That is the best choice. 80,000 cycles was unheard of. People thought I was nuts. The spring is taller than me. They're powder coated red. They're max life. If you go uh, look up the trademark max life springs, we trademarked it. And so, like I said, in the, other podcasts, we sell apples, uh, apples, apples, we sell oranges. And so getting their buy-in is because they have a, a, a stake in the outcome. They, they get to persuade what we carry. And, you know, we carry all Milwaukee lifetime warranty parts. We spend $3,500 on the tools, making sure they have every tool. We've got a special torsion winding tool that, that saves their shoulders. No one else is buying these for their guys. We do. We, we insist to buy it. We train them on it. We train them after we teach them with regular winding bars about how to use the sure winder. But ultimately that's the, that's the secret sauce is they believe they truly believe. Here's the thing. Guys that came from other companies are like, listen, I just fixed my mom's store. And I used to think $500. See, if you ask every single technician, what's a lot of money, it's always a different answer. And what I did with my price book is I said, how can I get brand new computers, the best iPads, the best software, do things for people. And then I reverse engineered what the prices needed to be because I lived, I breathed by the balance sheet income statement and P and L and I'm priced to a point that I could take care of people inside, outside every, every, the clients win with us and they don't realize it right away. But when they call the other company and the guys out there three different times and they don't have their garage door working, they realize it. And you'd be surprised how many people call us and they say, I'm just sick of getting nickel and dimed and having my garage or not work. Just fix it right this time because those other companies, they don't care. And we put, we've got a lot of branding that gets done on, uh, it looks, the, most of the garage is red when we finish because we've got red springs, red rollers. We've got stickers on the opener. I've got a new thing coming on the wall that's actually a, uh, a pad we're working on. I've got a, a, on the pool core, we're putting a little tag on there. And, and these are things that, Literally, I mean, we got all these luggage for our guys' luggage when they go on trips. And I'm like, man, that would look good on the red cord. So we're putting it on the red pool cord. And just these little things that I'm like, we have the money to do it. And here's the coolest thing. A lot of people call us up and they're like, we could get it done cheaper. And I'm like, Here, here's the answer. Is I'll give you their price when they give you our service. <laughs> Mic drop. So ripping that off. 
I'm gonna <laughs> we're gonna re- release this episode in like three weeks, but I'm gonna use that quote like crazy before we do. Like Tommy stole it from me. <laughs> uh, you know what? Alan Rohr mentioned that like ten years ago, and I heard that, and I love that quote. It's not mine. I'm not gonna steal it. Well, I do a lot of R and D rip off and duplicate, but uh, yeah, that's that's a very powerful statement. And um, would you be happier if I did it for less? I mean, really. Do you want me to cut corners? Do you want a Band-Aid fix? Is that is that what we're doing here? I just, but but at this time, I bonded with the customer. They're inviting me to dinner. You know how many dinners I've had? You know how many people invited me to their church? You know how many people invited me over for Thanksgiving when I was in their garage? You know how many people tried to set me up with their daughters when I was younger? I mean, that's that's because I listened. I smiled. I talked about what they wanted to talk about. I find common ground on things that I love that I'm passionate about that they do too. And it becomes so much easier when you could do that. So kind of circling back around here, Tommy, uh, because again, our, our listening audience has a lot of frontline people in it. You know, it's, it's been a a number of years since I'm guessing you've stood in a garage and uh, talked about somebody's garage door and the impact that it has on their family. But if you could kind of uh, go back in time to when you were doing that or, or in, even in what you're training to your people right now, what are some of the key focus points that you absolutely drive home, like the non-negotiables? When, when you put on an A1 uniform, you represent this to the client. What does that look like? No, my number one rule when I said this is you treat people like mom. My mom is super important to me. She's the most important lady in my life. She got a brand new house three years ago. I went and replaced all the parts on there. I added a strut. I added a decorative, decorative hardware kit. I added a max life springs. I put in a better opener, even though it was a brand new Chamberlain Liftmaster. I put a nicer one in there because I want my mom to be able to make it on time to her doctor's appointments. I love that woman. So if you treat everybody like you treat mom, if my mom was flipping the house, I'd have a fix for her. It probably wouldn't be the max life package. And that's what's important. Here's what needs to get done. Here's what you should do. And here's if you were my mom. And you know why I came up with what, what, what I would do for mom is because people always used to fold their arms together and say, now, Tommy, what if I was your mom? What would you be telling me to do? And after the thousandth time I heard that, I implemented that into the company. Treat them like mom. Or, you know, perhaps your grandparents raised you. Treat them like grandma. Treat everybody like grandma. That's so important. That's the one thing is treat people with absolute respect and dignity. Respect their time communicate. And I got to tell you, like I said earlier, I wish we were perfect. We're not. But the one thing we do is I try to let people understand what if you were in that position? Like think about that when you're making pay grades. Think about that when you're building SOPs. Think about that when you're using software to do things. How do you create checks and balances? You know, there's a lot more work that needs to be done at A1, but there's a lot more outcome for you. Uh, Well, you know, our forms, sometimes you got to take over 200 pictures at one house. But then I go and they get a text message of everything we did. And they're like, Holy crap. Do you want, do you want to take care of that yourself each year? Do you want us to come handle it? 151.2 tune up. All of it's here. It showed you what we did. You can do it yourself. If you'd like, if you're a C type personality, most likely you'll try to do it yourself, but we've got everything on the truck. We're going to make the door safe. We're going to make it work every single time. And we want to be your garage for guy for life. Cause the chance of you, you know, people move every seven years on average. So a lot of the business becomes repeat business, but not at the same house. Or, you know, sometimes somebody bumps the door or whatever happens, accidents happen. 
So, you know, a lot of tips I do, I train on if they're a tenant landlord. I train if a lot of times when the woman's alone, a woman will say, Tommy, last time I went to the dealership for my Mercedes, my husband pretty much strangled me when it, when he got home. I spent like five grand. I, I just, I'm not comfortable with this. I say, no problem. Let me talk to Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, hey, Tommy Mello here. I just want to let you know, your wife is phenomenal. She just got me a nice tea. Appreciate everything. I noticed some things on the door. First of all, it's a great door. The paint's new. Very great door. I'm going to tell you some things I love about this door. But then here are the things that scare me. These things are dangerous. They're not safe. Your wife pointed out a box in the corner. What I'd like to do is replace these parts. When you come home, if you don't think they need to be replaced and are completely shot, then I'll come back on my own time and put them back in. Do you think one time the, the husband said no? Not once. Do you think I ever had to go back? And install old parts, not once. And we train on these things over and over and over. We've got a simulator for the financing so you're comfortable with it. You're logged in. We've got pamphlets. We've got color samples all on the truck. And we check to make sure these things are always available and you always have them. And we're coaching two meetings a day, 7.30 and 7.45 every morning. Thursdays, we have an hour-long meeting. Once a month, we have a complete staff meeting for an hour and a half. We've got employees of the month. It's a giraffe award. Why? Because you're willing to stick your neck up for the company. you got a big heart and you're willing to stand tall. These things matter. And, uh, yeah, I hope that drove it home to treat people like they treat mom. That certainly drove it home. I don't even, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to jump back to, to, to dig in a little bit, but the, uh, can you, can you repeat what you said about the, the husband not being there and, and, you know, this is something that's applicable, applicable to all the trades where you have, husband or a wife not home who you know may be 51 percent of the decision or 80 percent of the decision and you're saying i'll replace this for you now i'll leave the parts say that over. yeah look at the parts inspect them and if you don't think they're completely worn out and shot then i'll come back and put them on my own time but I'll, i've got the pictures here for you that are going to come in the invoice but i'd rather you inspect these parts so you feel comfortable with it and and first of all i never start with the bad i always compliment the wife and the home and I always talk about a quality door. And here's what I love about it. You know, you've already got two struts on the door. It's just been painted. The trim's in great condition. Here's some of the things that scare me. These things are completely shot. They're worn out. They're not safe. They're dangerous. And I'd like to replace them. And when you get home, you can inspect them. If you don't think these parts are completely gone, then I'll come back on my own time and put them back in for you. It's, it's such a, a powerful and yet simple way of explaining the confidence you have in the decision or the recommendations that you're proposing, saying this needs addressed so much so that I'm willing to basically do all these things outside of my normal nine to five because I believe in it so much. Absolutely. And I do because I've been to the jobs where parts fail and I've seen things. Everything's rated on a cycle life. Each time the door goes up and comes down is one cycle. When I go buy my parts, and the different magazines, they, they're rated on a cycle life. When one part fails, you've got a system here, just like the brakes on your car. If your calipers and rotors aren't doing their job, you'll be replacing your brakes every two weeks. So have you ever gone down the freeway with your emergency brake on? I hope not. But if you did, the car doesn't work that well. Well, that's what these rollers are doing. They're basically hitting the e-brake. And they're skidding along here, not rolling. And this is going to cause some serious issues. And people buy mostly out of fear. Our primal instincts come back. People buy because they're afraid of what will happen. Very few people are buying just because if you go buy a Ferrari, it's because you wanted something. But most people buy out of fear. 
and to understand that. And I don't play on people's fears. I just tell them the facts. But to understand that, you see, when you broke your bone or you ate a bad piece of meat, you died 10,000 years ago. That's our reptilian brain. And when you learn how to address that in a way that makes sense, you're going to win. Now, you can't go, you know, little Johnny's going to break his neck in here if we don't get this fixed because that's just, I, I would kick somebody out that snake oil. But I do say, here's what's going to happen. And I have pictures in my phone of scenarios when this does happen. And it's not a matter of if, it's when. And using the words that I use, the confidence level, there's no hesitation. My back is straight up. My eye contact is dead looking into their eyes. And anytime someone asks me a question, I return with a question. That's something we practice a lot. And you know what? The ability to do that is to own the conversation. And we practice this over and over because if you can't do it in front of me in the training center, you're never going to be able to do it in front of a client. And so I don't teach people how to fix browsers. I teach them to be better humans. That's, that's great stuff there, Tommy. And as we're bringing things in for a landing here, I know you do have uh, the Vertical Tract event coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, if people are interested in attending that, of course, they can go to verticaltract.com. But if they're looking to get involved more about who you are or learn more about what you do, where's a good place for you uh, or for them to find you and some resources about that? You know, Home Service Expert is a great spot. Then you go to Home Service Expert on Facebook, you can see a lot of cool stuff. Um, the podcast, uh, Home Service Millionaires, the book, it's on Audible. I'll tell you the coolest thing about Vertical Track is we do a shop tour where you get to meet all of our trainers, our recruiters, you get to meet our CSRs, you get to talk to them, you get to find out what they are doing, what we're up to. There's no secrets. It's an open book policy. I'll show you our service time price book, the way we do things. You'll see how our trucks are set up, which took me five years to figure out. It's all made out of aluminum, 400 pounds lighter than most rigs. We've spent the time, effort, and energy, and now we're sharing everything. And here's the deal. You get to come see what it's like. And the air is different in there. It's like the oxygen levels are different. You, you just see people that want to win. They, they're working because they have an invested interest in the outcome. And that's something that I think everybody should be have the experience of seeing. And I'll tell you what, some people don't fit and they don't work out. One of the best things I can tell people is if you get a C-suite, high-level person, give them a six-month trial period, 1099, tell them they can work from home. Make sure it's a cultural fit. Make sure they're motivated by the right things, the core values, the mission, vision of everything in your company. And that's something we really pride ourselves on. And some people don't fit. Some people are aces. They're so good at what they do, but they don't fit our culture. And when you see it, it's something that uh, I think is the coolest part is we're opening up the doors. We're showing our training center, 8,000 square feet. We spent $700,000 building the best training center in the world, I think. I'm a little biased, but ultimately, we wanted to create something really special. We created a living room and a kitchen in the training center because that's where sales take place is in the home, hopefully. I'm the only garage guy getting invited into the house. Is there a table we could go sit down and discuss some options? No other garage guy. He's got his butt hanging out on the back of his truck with a bunch of parts, old parts falling everywhere on his non-wrapped truck with bald tires. So we're a premium brand. We charge premium pricing. We take care of our, our, our clients and our internal customers with a premium fashion. So that's the best way to get me. Um, got a new book coming out too. It's going to be called Elevate. I think that's going to be something pretty special. It took a lot of time. It took took over a year to put together. Um, and I, when you're writing a book, it's hard to finish. But I think we nailed it on this one. So I'm, I'm very excited for that as well. 
Love it, Tommy. We'll absolutely look forward to that. What's the release date or the general release time you're expecting for that? Well, you know, I'm trying to have <laughs> trying to have a version of it done by the end of October, but worst case scenario, I'm going to launch it beginning of next year because I want to make it affordable. I want to make sure everything's in there. I want to make sure there's resources and, and uh, it's not a sales gimmick. It's not a, you know, come join this crap. It's, it's literally meant to change people's lives. It's made to get a business that works for you. It's, it's, it's made to give you your time back and ultimate freedom back. And the premise of the book is everybody's a, a winner. Everybody needs to win. Just because I win doesn't mean you need to lose. When I come into your market, doesn't mean that your graduate company is going to lose anything. Hopefully we raise the standard. Starbucks, every coffee house in the country when Starbucks came out did better. Restaurants started charging more for coffee. Everybody won. They call it the Starbucks effect. And that's what I hope A1 does. That's who I hope we are in the community of home service in general. Tommy, before we let you go, um, Nate just passed me a sticky note here asking if uh, if the book is out by the time we see you at the one-hour Ben Franklin, Mr. Sparky uh, Authority Brands Convention in November, if uh, we can get an autographed copy of said book. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to try to get it for that. Yeah. I don't know why he couldn't just Absolutely. ask you himself, but, you know, <laughs> Nate's shy like that. Hey, listen, it's going to be a fun event. You, you know, those guys, they, they want to pour into their – community and i just duplicate business and just treat people like they want to be treated and differentiate yourself apples and apples sell oranges treat people with dignity respect and honor and watch what happens watch what happens to your life it just gets so much fuller it gets better and every day i wake up as a blessing i mean i just have the time of my life and this this isn't even fair of what i get to everybody should have this opportunity well, we are blessed to have this opportunity as well, Tommy. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast for a two-parter. It was awesome to hear from you about all the things that are going around in your mind and all things that you're working on and how we can apply them into our industry. It's not exactly the same thing, but there's so many crossover applications of what you do, what we do, and the in-home services industry as a whole. Now, if I could ask you just one more question here, it'd be, I know you do a lot of uh, cross-brand learning, cross-trade learning. You're, you mentioned earlier that you're always inviting people in or you're going to visit their shops. As you look at the entire home services industry as a whole and all the things that you've learned in the garage door industry specifically, what do you think the plumbing, HVAC, and electrical trades are missing that you in the garage door industry are capitalizing on? Well, I was just with Aaron Gaynor in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And I, I happened to be there and I asked him if he had a recommendation of a company I should buy. And he gave me one and we're going to be closing on that in two months. But I got to see his training center. He had 35 guys going through their plumbers. And it's amazing. The fact that we could create our own people, look for attitude, hire for attitude, hire for people that want more, that want six figures, that want to go on great vacations, hire people that just, they need more. They, they get energized by more. They're competitive. They want to win. And that is the key to find basic people that don't want more for their life. But you, then you got to set up the compensation programs and the PTO and everything like that. I wanted to tell you guys something that I just thought of that'll help every other industry is uh, when someone denies a part, do you have them sign anything in your software? Ours says something along the lines of this. You understand and you have been warned that failing to replace the indicated parts could lead to injury or death and releases A1 garage or service of all liability and may avoid future warranty work. Because it's true. LiftMaster says death 
eight times in the manual. So I'm just repeating what the manufacturer says. And when they have to sign that, somehow they come up with the money every time. Um, and I think every industry should be able to use that. I don't know if the death is necessarily in the hot water heater per se, but, but what I would say is create an environment for winners, attract winners that want more out of life and your company will start to win more than it's ever won before. That's a great place to leave it. Tommy, Tommy Mello has been our guest. Make sure you check him out on the home service millionaire podcast, read his book and look forward to the upcoming book elevate that he is hoping to expect either at the end of this year or early next year. And we will be at vertical track. So if you can make it come say, what's up, we'll see you there. Yeah. I'll get you guys a code to insert here as well. Awesome. Tommy, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you for all that you're doing, not only for the garage door industry, but the in-home services industry as a whole. It's a pleasure. And we hope to have you back soon. Guys, I had a blast. Thank you so much for letting me do this. It's always fun. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Tommy. Well, that's a wrap for this podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this two-parter with Tommy Mello. It was fantastic to hear from him and all the incredible ideas that he constantly has swirling around in his head. Uh, There's so many application points from both of these podcasts. I would encourage you to go back and listen to them again, whether you are an owner or an operator in the field. Either way, he has so much to give, and it's exciting that he is so willing to give it. That's one thing I really appreciate about Tommy. He's so genuine in his desire for other people to win alongside of him. We hope that you are winning, and part of that is through the listening of this podcast. If you're appreciating what you're hearing, leave us a review, preferably a five-star one. Uh, and give us some comments in the uh, feedback section. We'd sure love to hear your ideas, comments, or suggestions for the show. We want to leave you now with our weekly challenge as we do every single week, which is to find a better you inside, which is to look for things that are going to make you better thinker, better worker, more innovative. Don't be satisfied. Be happy. That's what Tommy was saying on these podcasts, and I really appreciate that. So our challenge remains the same, which is to choose to wake up every single morning and waste no day.